Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Oscar-nominated animated short film Kitbull directed by Rosie Sullivan and produced by Kat Hendrickson, reveals an unlikely connection that sparks between two creatures, a fiercely independent stray kitten and a pit bull. Together they experience friendship for the very first time. It's a wonderful film, very heartwarming, and uh, it's just a, it's a, it's a beautiful film to look at. So, um, and so congratulations to both you, Rosie Sullivan and Kat Henriksen for your nomination. And thank you so much for being here on Film School Radio. Um, I'm going to start. You're very welcome. I'm going to start with you, Rosie. Where'd the idea for, uh, for Kit Bull come, come about? Um, it came from a very silly, fun place at first of, um, just wanting to draw this little kitten doing very cat-like antics because I, had a strong desire to see a more naturalistic cat behavior in animation, and it's often anthropomorphized. Um, so it was sort of like a stress release for me. I, I just I was stressed out in the project at the time, and, and so I just started drawing this kitten. And then over time, um, as over the years as I worked on this story, it evolved into a more um, kind of animal welfare and uh, themes of connection and friendship yeah. type of story. Well, it, to call uh, our our kitty scrappy would be an understatement. And, <laughs> yeah. And I, what I what I loved about the character and the way that you developed uh, uh, Kit is that it is so expressive. Thank you. And yeah. and so there's this sort of juxtapositioning of the this kitten in the in the pit bull, very expressive and very stoic. And so I like that dynamic and the way you're able to play off of it. Uh, so I'm going to introduce uh, Kat Hendrickson into this our conversation. Sort of where did you come into uh, Kit Bull? That's a great question. So Rosie and I had been working together on The Good Dinosaur way back in the day. And as production was uh, wrapping on that film, Rosie approached me and said that she was starting to work on this short film idea it was something that she was doing in her free time, after hours, and she asked me if I'd be interested in producing it with her. And I jumped at the opportunity to get to work with Rosie, and it was something that we worked on in the background for a few years, off and on. And then when the Spark Shorts program was created at the studio, Rosie was given the opportunity to direct uh, a short through that program, and we were lucky enough to be able to take Kitbull and produce it through that venue, and I was fortunate enough to get to stay on as producer. There are a couple of uh, production elements in the film that I just really like. There, there is uh, a lot of uh, the background, sort of the. It, there's a sort of sort of a pastel kind of palette of of color in it, and that, but that's sort of offset by this very harsh environment that the uh, that. The, the pit bull and the cat share. It's a, it looks like it could be a junkyard, maybe somebody's backyard, but there's there's barbed wire. There's a lot of sort of uh, menacing elements in that. So uh, I'll, I'll make this a jump ball as to who wants to sort of, how, how did this palette, uh, this sort of contrasting uh, come about in terms of, you know, your, your thought process? Rosie, if you, how did you sort of develop this idea? Um. 
yeah, it's, it was a pretty collaborative effort, actually, getting to this look um, because we initially worked with, or for mo much of the production, and even when it was independent um, before the Spark short, we worked with a production designer, Tim Evat, who helped me uh, try to get this vision of the gritty look of the mission where I, I lived for some time, um, and also trying to also fold in this sort of innocence that is from both characters' point of view. So I wanted that contrast of, like, kind of sharp, gritty with, um, you know, impressionistic and emotional sort of uh, environments um, that would reflect what the characters are going through through the moment of the short. So we, we worked with Bill Cohn, who is uh, um, who works with pastels and... Uh, does a lot of the color scripts for Pixar films here. Um, and he, he was able to help us find that more impressionistic pastel look. And also, uh, for a short amount of time, we got to work with a lighter, uh, Kim White, who, who also helped us develop sort of what the mood transitions of, like, weather and color would look like throughout the short. Nice. Kat, anything to, to add to that? Well, it was a really, really fun process. And uh, Kipple being the first full 2D animated short at Pixar, uh, we had to explore our technology pipeline and figure out how we were going to leverage uh, everything that Pixar was bringing to the table while also kind of folding in a, a more traditional old school animation approach. So it was a blast also collaborating with our, our layout DP, uh, Arjun Rehan, and he was able to uh, work with some folks to get a, a really rough set uh, modeled in, in Maya and like throw a camera in there so Rosie could kind of explore the set and figure out uh, the, the angles that best supported the storytelling. And then from there, we were able to kind of end our 3D experience and transition back into the 2D world where our, our background painters were collaborating on all, all the, the, the background paintings, and then we were uh, handing those off to the animators, and everything was assembled in our uh, compositing pass by Andy Jimenez, and he was a genius. So wow. it was a, a fun challenge uh, that I will treasure forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to talk about a couple of more production elements, but, but before we do that, I want to remind our listeners that we're speaking with Rosie Sullivan, the director and Kat Hendrickson, the producer of the Oscar nominated, I bet you don't get tired of hearing that, the Oscar nominated <laughs> animated short film called Kit Bull. A uh, couple of things. One, the film, th sort of the, this look reminds me of old Disney. It sort of has a little bit of the Snow White, Sleeping Beauty vibe to it with the color scheme, the color choices that you make, particularly when they're in the... Uh, well, all of it throughout the film, but 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 when in the backyard, uh, that that sort of that vibe, and and uh, but also what I really appreciate about the film was the sound element in it. There's a lot of very important keys in the film, and I think the fact that our kitten is so uh, so sound oriented in order to make her perspective known in in terms of her situation, I thought it was really a nice sa sound design, a sound feel to it. Um, Rosie, any any comments on that? Yeah, um, we worked with an amazing, amazing. We're very lucky to work with an amazing sound designer, Kenny Pickett, who um, is uh, works on sound design here at the studio as well. And um, we we knew that 
there would be no dialogue in the short. So much of the storytelling and the expression would not only just be visually in the animation, but also the sound that would be a huge character as well as the music too. Yeah. Um, so we we were very lucky that Kenny um, one has a dog. He has a basset hound, so he was actually able to grab some really nice dog sound effects. <laughs> but um, but he was able to just like sink into these characters and and give a performance with the sound that I think really elevated the short. I agree. I think that sound, especially Kitty, I, I and, and I'm calling her her. I, 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 oh yeah, that's fine. I leave it up to the yeah. you know, viewer. <laughs> <laughs> just that personality, and of course, I think the most, maybe the most important sort of element in the in the look of the film, is the expressiveness in uh, in her eyes. In her, mm-hmm. those eyes are beautiful. I mean, that's just that's really for me. Who that, doesn't like looking at cat eyes all day, huh? <laughs> oh, I've had I've had a lot of cats in my life. Our family had a lot of cats, and I've had cats just like kitty in here in this film i mean just i mean it small scrappy you know didn't take any crap from anybody you know kind of (laughs) kind of shoot first ask questions later kind of approach to life and oh uh, yeah yeah so Uh, yeah the the eyes were a huge feature for uh, that i wanted to feature in the design because the face would not be moving like i said it's a more naturalistic right uh, uh, behavior with kitten um whereas normally anthropomorphized cats would use more expression that are more human uh, but in this case the the face stays the same as the eyes and the ears and the body are doing most of the expression um, and it's funny because sometimes uh, I would have to remind people who, to, who were drawing the kitten to enhance the cheeks of the face because <laughs> I think people wanted to draw a little bit more realistically like you know kittens have small cheeks but um, in this case I said make it look like a butt those cheeks are big <laughs> Well, congratulations to both of you for the film, and uh, it is, again, it's just a warm-hearted film, and, uh, you know, kind of all the right, you know, sort of the, the impulses that you're hoping will happen are kind of part of the experience, and, and uh, it goes it goes along beautifully. And uh, just in, in closing, um, you know, uh, Rosie and Kat both weigh in on... I know it's only been a few days since the announcement that it was one of the final five. Uh, sort of, is this beginning to have an impact on your careers and on your life as you go forward with this uh, with this on your resume? Have you sort of, are you feeling like, I, I want to do more of my own work? And, and not that you want to leave Pixar. Who would ever want to leave Pixar? Uh, but, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Rosie, it's sort of in this, uh, in this, Maelstrom that you're dealing with right now, or this whirlwind—that's a better way to put it. I'm sorry, a world. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The whirlwind. Yeah, the wonderful world. I'm sorry. I don't know how that word came out at all. The, 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 it's, it's the, because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what's the sort of the impact been so far? I'd say you know, for me, it's it's been probably just impactful every step of the way with this short, um, from us being able to make it as a spark short to us being able to finish it and then actually Pixar releasing it onto YouTube and then finally Disney Plus has been a whirlwind each time and then, um, you know, just from the the sheer response of people who've watched it, it's been amazing. But um, finally getting, like, a nomination for a shortlisted, which was insane, then a nomination, which was even more insane. Like, it's it's been humbling for sure, but also for me, I'm just proud of all the people who've sacrificed and worked so hard on this short. Um, so in terms of like my future, my career, I feel like it's maybe I'm just not allowing myself to think of that because 
I, I just want to live in the moment of like, oh my God, we made it short. We made something that meant something to people. Oh. Um, but it's definitely giving me like a lot of confidence that I could do this again yeah. because I didn't think I could direct, you know, with all my imposter syndrome and feelings of insecurity. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm just excited for what, what can possibly happen next and hopefully get to work with most of the people, especially Kat Hendrickson and all of my wonderful leads again in the future. Well, Kat, one of the things that I have sort of pulled from my, the limited amount of time I've spent along, around Pixar-related uh, artists yeah. is, that, is that how much they like working together. And, and I assume that that would be part of your experience as well. Tell us, talk a little bit about sort of the film's impact on you and personally and maybe professionally, but this idea of collaboration that Rosie was just talking about. You know, in doing the Spark short, I think we felt that true uh, collaboration spirit even more than we might on the feature level because our crew was so small. Um, when we were at our peak size, there were maybe 20 to 25 people working on our short compared to when we're doing a feature here and crews can get, you know, in the two or three hundreds at peak uh, schedule times. So because there was so few of us working on it, it almost took me back to my film school days where we were all huddled in a room putting our brains together just trying to figure out uh, the most effective and strategic way to to not only tell the story we were trying to tell, but also to execute it. And it was so much fun. I would say if there's ever a chance to do something like that again, I would totally jump at it. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, thank you both so much for spending some time with us here on Film School Radio. You. You're very welcome. The film, again, is Kit Bowl, and it's been nominated for an Oscar for Best Animated Short Film. We've been speaking with the director, Rosie Sullivan, and the producer, Catherine Hendrickson. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thank you. Of course, thank you for, thank you for having us. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.